Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, good evening and welcome. You are listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Steve Curran. Simon, what's going on? It's the wrong way round, Steve. I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm taking over. Uh, We've got a very special... This isn't a part of our normal programming this evening. Okay, so it's it's a very special episode of One Life Left. We've got a super, super, super special guest. Well, two actually. Uh, who've joined us for this show. Um, and we've got quite a lengthy interview, which is going to take up the majority of the show. So uh, there'll be no new, there'll be no room for news. Okay. It's good, because nothing's happened, as I understand it. It's fine. <laughs> no room for letters. Well, <laughs> that'll, that'll disappoint our traditional two-letter writers. Uh, don't worry about it, you know. We'll hold your letters back for next week. Uh, and sadly, no room for reviews. How are you getting on with Monster Hunter, Simon? <laughs> it's literally on eBay. <laughs> it's literally on eBay. <laughs> no, instead, uh, <laughs> it is currently. Who could if have li- seen that coming? <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to it live, uh, if you listen to the show live, <laughs> there's still time to bid. Uh, g- <laughs> comes with the pre-order bonuses as well, Steve. And a steelbook. No, uh, we're handing the whole show over to uh, Dominic Diamond and Darren Wall, who uh, dropped in uh, a couple of days ago to chat about their current Kickstarter project. Oh my goodness, that's exciting. Is this a One Life Left exclusive? It is an exclusive, although uh, he, Dominic has been doing the rounds. Uh, he, was on, he was on Richard Herring's um, Rahelastopo yesterday. Really? Okay. Us and then Richard Herring. I mean, you know, that feels like the logical flow, doesn't it? Good, good company, and um, of course, this is this is must have been super exciting for you to catch up with uh, Dominic because you guys have got history, don't you? We got form, yes, we do. Uh, I know, I've I've, I've known Dominic uh, for many years uh, since uh, back in the day when I was working on games magazines, and I was a co-commentator in Games Master Series Four for three shows. So, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the chat. I hope I hope everybody else does as well. I've split it into three bits um, that cover. Uh, the early years, um, what it was like going through the book, um, and some a couple of surprise stories, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. We um, there is a bit that we have to cut because he did say something that uh, they weren't comfortable with me giving away because it wasn't confirmed yet. So that's gone. I did have to cut some rude language as well. Um, <laughs> did hope... you cut it or did you did you bleep it? No, I've cut it uh, because it's all part of a section where. Um, <laughs> someone in the media is referred to by the worst word really um yeah but uh no I, so yeah there is an awkward cut in the middle but apart from that I, it should be it should be a good listen i think um so if you're listening to this live um or the podcast next week the, the kickstarter will still be live uh, we'll talk about that in the conversation did you see what some of the reward tiers were i haven't seen this at all simon this is breaking news to me 
So for £30, you, you get the book. I'm not going to cover off the one that we do discuss in the interview. £30, you get the book. £50, you get the book signed. Mm-hmm. By you? <laughs> By Dominic. Uh, £100, you get the Poet Master, where he'll write you a poem. They've just added extra reward tiers to that because it's sold out quite quickly. Um, he will scribe that to you. Uh, for £1,500, best day ever, Master. Uh, Dominic will meet you outside season two filming location Kempton Steam Museum wearing some form of red jacket. You and Dominic will smoke a cigarette together outside. <laughs> I wonder if this is obligatory. As the crew would do during filming, have a tour around the museum and then head for a drink in a nearby pub. Later, you'll head to Kempton Park Racecourse where Dominic will put a £10 bet for you on the horse with the rudest name running that day. <laughs> 1500 quid two people are doing that uh, and then finally uh the big one is for five thousand pounds or more which is extraordinary we do discuss that in the interview um it's still available still available uh travel not included um so yeah it's good it covers an awful lot of stuff and uh darren um it's, it's clearly a passion project from Darren, who used to watch the show as a viewer and so is now working closely with uh, Dominic and a host of other uh, contributors, including an introduction by Robbie Williams. What? <laughs> How's he got involved? Where's, where's the crossover there? Well, that's the thing is that you've, you've, you forget how many celebrities came through the Games Master doors. Now, see, there was some, this was back in uh, 94, I think it was. Um I, sorry, that was ninety four when I filmed. I think the show started in ninety two, and and so so you know back then they had an extraordinary wealth of talent uh, on the show, including Take That and Robbie Williams. And you will learn what Robbie Williams and Dominic's shared hobby is <laughs> these days as two old men. Really? Okay. So it's good. Uh, it's in three, uh, like I said, it's in three pieces. Uh, we'll play some music in between of them, but um, yeah, should be a good listen. I think. That's fantastic. I'm really, really excited. I guess my question to you, Simon, is how do you follow this? You know, we built up credit not having guests for, you know, 10 weeks or something. And then that sort of, it's it's like a video game, right? You're building up that combo meter, slowly charging it up, and then you're unleashing it all, this time on uh, Dominic Diamond with a side of Robbie Williams. Um I'm I'm looking forward. Maybe we don't have a guest for a hundred weeks. <laughs> I think that is quite likely. So yes, uh, normal service will be resumed uh, from the next show. Um, I do encourage you if you've got a, an, an, an interest in uh, video games. Presumably you do because you listen to the show. Uh, how they were represented on TV, uh, but also. Um, apparently it's turned into a bit of an autobiography from Dominic, which talks about how he got involved in his journey uh, during those early days. And as he describes it from a guy in Scotland uh, sharing a bedroom with his brother in in a a council house to, you know, he became a pretty big deal um, back then. Uh, And so we should be able to follow that in the book when it is delivered towards the end of the year. Fantastic. Well, we love Darren too, and we've had him on the show as well. Uh, It's always exciting to find out what he is up to. Any hints on what he's going to do next after this? No, it's an unusual project for him, uh, this one, because it's uh, it's basically written. Um, (laughs) So uh, he's going to obsess over the detail of that. And then, um, yeah, who knows where they'll go next. He's living in Barcelona now, though. Okay. Maybe that's a clue. If he's living in Barcelona... um... You know, maybe it's time we caught him up on the history of One Life Left. An oral history. Yeah, just just chatting to him. Basically writes himself. We can just send him a transcript of the last few shows. Uh, get him to put that in a book. Bosh, done. And then we can have him back on the show. Forward by Gary Barlow. <laughs> Perfect. Brilliant. All right, well, look. Um, yes, good to see you, Steve. Only briefly. I, you know, I can't wait to hear what you've been playing uh, next time we speak. Uh, but for now, I'm going to hand over to the unmistakable theme tune for Games Master.
listening to Resonance 104.4 FM and I am genuinely delighted to say uh, that we've got two super special guests, not in the studio, but on the Zoom cameras. It's Darren Wall from Read Only Memory Books and Dominic Diamond from Dominic Diamond. <laughs> you, you, forgot the name of the, you forgot the name of the show there, didn't you? You, <laughs> you were on it. You need to remember that, that um, the book. Well, I feel like I'm giving an introduction to a man who, well, in in my mind, doesn't need any introduction. Dominic, how are you? I'm I'm splendid, thank you very much, Simon. It's good to talk to you again after all these years, my old friend. Yes, it's been it's been far too long. What what what, what happened? How did we lose touch? I don't think we were that close. No. <laughs> Does it? There, there was there, there was people we people we both liked more. I think that we kept in touch with, and that took up all our time. Okay, well, I'm going to take that as um, there being hope for the future, actually, and that was you flirt. <laughs> that, that that was you flirting with me, Darren. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's good to be back on the show. Yeah, I mean, I'm not allowed to describe it how Dominic did just before we started recording, but you've you the, the pair of you have just launched a Kickstarter, which we can't frame in any terms of success, can we, or can we? No. Should we talk about the the way that Dominic had been promoting it? As the, Please do. It, what was it, Dominic? I say it's the fastest funded book in the history of Kickstarter. It's not, but it was funded very quickly. No, we don't know that. Tell, tell, tell me a book, Darren, that was funded faster. I, well, I, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but I have done ones that are funded more quickly, but not no, to that amount. But I can't say okay. that it's true, but it's been very successful. We were funded in 24 hours and four minutes, which is yeah, incredible. Let, let's just say the most... okay. The most successful <laughs> book funding in the history of Kickstarter. There you go. That's mm. what it is. That's what it has been. I, f- I feel like I've stumbled into sort of couples therapy. On game uh, way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's because it's because da- Darren is very much like his books, right? Kind of classy and reserved and well turned out. And so whereas I am the opposite. I am. I was kind of doing Donald Trump levels of self-promotion before <laughs> Donald Trump. So as far as I'm concerned, no, it's the biggest and best book ever. And Darren's <laughs> like, well, no, it's been it's been relatively successful and we're quite pleased with it <laughs> yeah, this came up on email because i said uh, someone's been saying it's the most fasted funded book on kickstarter i just saw it on twitter somebody mentioned it and then dominic said oh no that was me i started that rumor yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we should uh we should introduce the, the book at this stage then do you want to tell us about it so that people can get up to speed with the fastest funded book on kickstarter <laughs> There you Let's go. Just, you can it. use that quote. You can use that quote now from One Life Left, can't That's you? Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's become a fact. So tell I'll us. Let, I'll let da- I'll let Darren describe it. Sure. Well, the first thing we should say is that this is this project was instigated by the Games Master mega fan Jack Templeton, who'd been yes, he'd run the uh, Games Master fan site, the kind of go to de facto fan site for many years, and uh, he'd been collecting interviews, ephemera, photographs everything to do with the production of the show for a really long time. And he reached out to me during lockdown last year uh, and asked if I'd be up for making a book. And it was, as, as you probably know, Simon, it was very much kind of in my wheelhouse of that kind of era of video game history. And I just really, really wanted to do it. It was an instant yes. So um, I worked with Jack, who then worked with Dominic to kind of build the writing structure for the book over the past few months. Um, and it's a beast. It's 80, nearly 100,000 words. It's an oral history from all of the people involved, the celebrity guests, the contestants, the production team. And then interweaved into that is Dominic, essentially an autobiography. So it's kind of, it's an oral history and an autobiography at the same time and an illustrated book. So I'm quite excited about how unusual it is as well. Did you, uh, did you get offers to do like a, like a bad influence one first that, that you uh, knocked back on? <laughs> Was it... You no, listen. We're not being mean about bad. I wasn't, influence. Being, I wasn't being mean at all. I was just wondering, like, 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 whether this was the first pitch that you've had about a TV series at at the time. Simon, you were being mean. There has always been something of the night about you, <laughs> and I could tell beneath that chirpy, smiley exterior lurks a heart of utter darkness. Not and no, true. You, were, you were like, let's try and get Dominic to slag off Violet Berlin again. I don't do that anymore, Simon. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? Actually, I'll tell you what, what one thing that I like about the book is that there's quite a, a bit of mea culpa on my behalf. Uh, and Because uh, Violet, 
contributed to the book herself. And I feel very ashamed looking back at this, the terrible things that I said about her and, and Andy Crane, which was just because we viewed them as the big, bad corporate video games TV show and we were the, the plucky rebel alliance. And uh, yeah, I said some foul things and they didn't deserve it because they're both very nice people and excellent broadcasters. <laughs> Let me uh, tell you how far we've come. I was corresponding with Violet Blinn only last week via LinkedIn. Can you imagine what what our what how we would have reacted in the past if our future selves had dropped that sort of scenario in? Like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Get, I wasn't trying to get you to uh, rise to anything. I was just. I was. I was. I was coming to the point of like, what do you think it is specifically about about Games Master that 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 out of everything that was going on at the time makes it the one that has lasted or the one that people feel so fondly about? Well, for me, it's because it was not a show about video games. And that's why it was more successful than other video games TV shows. It was a show about entertainment and humour that used what we felt was the most entertaining thing of the time as the lube through which to insert the comedy. And that was video games. That there was uh, not, Nothing ever went on the show because we thought, oh, we must feature that game because it's the hottest new game or an important game. It's like, is it going to be funny? Can we create televisual entertainment? Can we make it compelling and engaging? And that was the filter through through which everything went into the show. And, and I think that is why it survived longer and is remembered more fondly than, than other um, uh, pathetic attempts. <laughs> See, you've done it. You're dragging me down. You're dragging me into <laughs> slagging off other shows, Simon. How did it come, so how did it, uh, how did it come about then? Because, yeah, as we've mentioned, the uh, TV, TV representation of video games was very different back in the time. How did, how did Games Master specifically come about? That's it's all in the book, really. I don't really, you know, I don't want to just kind of go through the whole book, Simon. Otherwise, no I've pledged to fifty it. quid already, Dominic. Come on, you've got you, my money. Um, you can tear well, the pages Jane, out of Jane, Simon's. Jane, Jane Hewland, wonderful genius woman, um, had her own production company and noticed that her ten-year-old uh, son Harry, uh, him and all his mates were just playing these games all the time and were uh, doing challenges with each other and it was just like nothing she'd ever seen. And she thought, wow, if that's happening in other houses, then I could be onto a great TV idea. Um, luckily, Mike Miller, who was the commissioning editor at Channel 4, he was a sports guy. And so he saw, they were always looking for different sports to have on Channel 4. You might remember they had Kabaddi. And um, so basically, because we were pushed under the sport remit, that really helped us because he was like, oh, this is an interesting sport and event. And in that way, actually prefigured esports. I mean, that's basically, we did esports. That, that, that was where it was all invented. And we were just very lucky that at the time, the video games uh, boom, you know, exploded. And, and there was also... Um, very creative, like-minded, slightly anarchic people working for the video games companies at the time. You know, Sega's incredible marketing department and Sonic Tuesday. And it was just this great meeting of minds where there was just a whole load of us young people working in these two different fields of TV and video games who were given pots of money to try and be creative and make a stir. And it just all was this wonderful confluence. What was it like back then as a viewer, Darren? You to talk us through... Well, how you viewed it. I was thinking that, well, I was like 12 and 13 at the time when Games Master came out and I was reading things like Amiga Power, Zero, The One, obviously. And obviously. I think like the, the world that surrounded video games, I realized in retrospect, I was kind of more interested in that. Like the different journalists kind of even sort of speaking to each other from magazine to magazine, the, the kind of uh, the promotional world that surrounded it, the, just the sheer amount of money that was being spent on this industry that was completely ignored by most people except you know, kind of like 12 to 15 year olds. And it was, um, to see that kind of represented on TV was so thrilling. And it seemed so unchecked as well. It seemed like it had just passed by everybody along the way who might have an interest in checking the content of it or anything. It just seemed to be completely, <laughs> uh, it was just like this, this world that previously existed on magazines and backs of boxes and kind of conversations with friends at school represented on, on the screen, on, on primetime channel four. So it was amazing. Because Sky had tried it before. Games World was before Games Master, wasn't it? No, that's no, incorrect. Oh, was it afterwards? No, was it? that's okay. uh, shocking research on your <laughs> behalf, <laughs> Simon. Apologies. Yeah, no, I was... Uh, I mean, I, I, I can barely remember what I did last week, let alone back then. Okay, <laughs> right. I wasn't as involved as, 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 as many others. I forget which, which series I did. Was it... Uh, series four. Four. Um, yeah. 
But, uh, you know, just looking at the Kickstarter page where you've pulled together some of the contributors to the book, names that I'd long forgotten that, that I fondly remember um, that you've managed to track down and, and, and get them to contribute as well. Yeah, well, what, what's what's good is that there's, there's people like uh, Steve Carsey, for example, who um, he was a researcher on Series 1. Um, and what Jane Hewland did was she was very good at giving young people their first breaks in television when they didn't necessarily have the experience that would have got them jobs in other companies. She gave them a chance. And I think Steve now is the head of U- of Audible UK. You know, he went on to be, be have a massively successful career as a TV producer. He produced Robot Wars, which uh, of course, which I did the pilot for, and then they shamelessly uh, <laughs> dropped me and got a higher profile person in to make all that money instead. So yeah, thanks for that, Steve. Uh, and um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of people who went on to become big TV producers as a result of of working on Games Master. And what's interesting, without giving away too much of the book, what what is lovely is that they all say the same thing that they never had as much fun again that we all thought that this was what it was always going to be like that every tv show we did was going to be like that but it wasn't you don't have that much control you don't have that much fun so uh it it ruined us totally
hesitating, celebrating, dominating, infiltrating. was a remix version of the theme tune to Xenon 2 Mega Blast released in 1989 uh, developed by the Bitmap Brothers uh, that remix came from YouTube we will be providing a link in the show notes so you can check it out there but for now back to the interview what's it been like then looking uh, going through the archives again with all this time that's passed I mean I, 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 yeah has it stood has it stood the test of time and what and what do you think you wouldn't be able to get away with now that you did back then uh, I think that the uh, one sobering thing for me looking through the shows because I never watched half of them when they went out um, is that uh, it's 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 not nearly as I'm not nearly as good as I thought I was. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm really not. I think it takes me till I think series one and two is not me at all. I don't even know who that person is. Um, I, series four is an absolute technical disaster. If you, if you watched it back now, Simon, you'd be appalled. You, I think your first appearance in the whole series, the editing is so bad they cut out the introduction to you. <laughs> You're the only co-commentator in the history of Games Master who didn't get an introduction on the first. Appearance, they just whack up your name on a, on a type about halfway through. So, I was um, it, I was it, big enough by then, Dominic. That needed, that's true. You didn't need the name. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> there's that Simon Byron from the one. Um, but uh, I think that by 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 series five, we, we really hit our strides. And series five, six, and seven are are, are still. Absolutely brilliant! I think they're just they're they're so much fun and they're so ambitious that uh, that I think that is good. But I I'm not nearly I'm not as good as I thought I was. I have to say, I find it funny that you were saying in the first and second series that you didn't recognise yourself, and in the book mm. you're saying it's not even your voice. It's almost like you're kind of no sort of performing in a way that you didn't yes. you weren't aware of at the time. I find that really interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, and what's good is that um, what the the one of the best things for me working with an editor like Jack Templeton on this book is that he really, really pushed me, Simon, to kind of write differently than ever before. He he threw out so much of my original stuff because he was like, "This is just setup line." knob gag punchline set up line knob gag punchline and I'm like yeah but that's that's what the show was and he's like yeah yeah he said but this has got to be deeper he's like how did you feel at that time you know what were you going through what were the emotions and he really made me dig really deep and it's and it's incredibly frank and I think that people will be really surprised to see how I felt and what I was going through throughout those years and, and and what it was like to go from being, you know, this guy, working class kid who shared a bedroom with his brother in his mum's house to being thrust into A, the, this this hot new TV show, one of the biggest new TV shows, but also the face, the, the face of this industry. Um, where there was lots of people, you know, like yourself and Julian Rignall and all these people who had much more credibility than me. And, and all of a sudden I was just kind of pushed into it. So it's it's been an interesting kind of recollection of how that felt at the time. What's the, um, what are the biggest things that you've forgotten about that you've rediscovered through this research? 
that we uh, we nearly got killed by Latino gangs in San Francisco when we were filming there. I forgot about that, actually. Um, so, yeah, we got into a fight at the exotic erotic Halloween ball. I, um, <laughs> so, lo- lots, of, lots of things, lots of, of, uh, of behind-the-scenes stuff where um, people will have written about them, and then I'll be like, no, that didn't happen. And then I'll say, yes, it did. Here's the photograph. And I'll be like, oh, my goodness. So so I think mostly that, that, that I knew that I had enjoyed the 90s, but I didn't realize quite how much until <laughs> the blanks had been filled in, in this book. Was there anything that you, uh, that you rediscovered that you had to keep out of the book? Well, yeah, there's one thing. And what's interesting is that there's one of the uh, reward tiers, which is a, um, it's a one-hour Zoom call with me where I will tell you certain stories that didn't make it into the book. And so that's how I don't want to give away them yet, Simon, unless you pay for that reward tier. I do so, know what yes, I, well, there are a few things. I was, I, I mean, so let's, so let's talk about those tiers. Um, is, 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 is the 5,001 still available? At the time of broadcast, yes. Yeah, is it? Okay. So tell us, <laughs> tell us about that, that tier and um, who's, whose idea it was. Well, this was Jack's idea, Jack Templeton's idea, the editor. And I should say that Dominic didn't agree to it fully the first time of asking. <laughs> no, that's true. Is that a diplomacy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was one so part saw- of it which I'm still not, not 100% happy with, but I've agreed to go along with. Well, okay. So, so you're f- you, you, you are fine with getting a tattoo but not meeting Dave, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Darren, I, I jumped in for the sake of a joke. No, that's fine. Well, obviously, the, the famous uh, Mario 64 incident uh, with Dave Perry is, is legendary. So the, the reward is called the Peacemaster, uh, in which you will accompany Dominic to Torquay, to Dave Perry's uh, tattoo parlor, where Dave and Dominic will bury the hatchet. And you, you <laughs> fair backer, or maybe you, Simon, uh, will have a tattoo with Dominic, uh, admi- as administered by Dave. I'm not really sure. We don't know about the design yet. I assume it could be like a Games Master-based design. Uh, and then there'll be some game playing, there'll be some drinking, there'll be some uh, letting off of steam. Uh, so it's the Peace Master. And what I'd like to do, and actually I think maybe we should we should change the wording of this slightly in the, mm. on the Kickstarter, is that I was thinking that um, Dave and I could commentate on the backer playing a game on their phone, which basically recreates my Games Master audition, which was me and Dave commentating on producer Adam Wood playing Nintendo World Cup soccer on the Game Boy. So that moment is the first moment. We'll like be beginning it and ending it at, at once. But, but my, only, my only caveat, I have to say, uh, Simon and Darren with that is my tattoo has to be on a part of my body where I can see at all times oh. what Dave is doing. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so I don't wake up in the morning with a big cock and balls on my back, or you know swastikas or whatever, because that that's not a good look these days. We haven't thought it through but enough. No, you haven't. Yeah, there, yeah, you have to read the T's and C's. But uh, there isn't there isn't still bad blood between the two of you, is there? Oh, very much so. There is. Yeah, is there? Oh, I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Dave. Dave jumps on the internet every couple of months, I think, and and you know, with with uh, you know, with his side or what he claims to be his side of the story. But what I think is is one of my fa- it's my second favorite part of the book actually is that chapter because and again, Jack Templeton managed to get Dave to talk about it today, and it's in a very different way than he's talking about it before. It's a very different version of events. And and it's also a very different version of events from me um, because I, I, was, uh, I was very much at fault that day. And it actually ties in with something that happened at the same time between me and Matt Lucas and David Walliams on another show I was doing, Dominic's Night of Plenty. So it was a bit, I, I was a bit of a rage-fighting violent monster that particular week um so i didn't handle it the best and as a result simon and uh and i'm not exaggerating i i, I think that 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 episode of the that was shakespearean tragedy at its finest with with dave perry as the tragic figure with the one fatal flaw and it's a beautiful chapter and you know and and, and rick's chipped in and kirk's chipped in and everything so it's a beautiful part of the book 
So I just assume because he's listed as a contributor that it was all sort of happy families and all of that sort of stuff. But so uh, how did like did it take much for him to agree to the to the tier? And what's he getting out of it apart from that opportunity to tattoo Dominic? I think Dave has very kindly said, uh, I think he said to Jack from day one that he uh, didn't want any money, any remuneration, anything like that. He just wanted to be part of the legacy of the show, which is incredibly noble and and, and very good of him. I'm, I'm extreme, I, honestly, I mean, you know, joking aside, obviously we're never going to be best friends, but I, I'm extremely grateful that Dave, that Dave did that. And I think good, good for him. You touched then on uh, a couple of the celebrity contestants. Tell us, I mean, when you look back on it, it was an extraordinary pool of talent that came through the Games Master do- doors and Andy Townsend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, we were lucky. Um, we, uh, yeah, we... I, I don't know how, because we never, there was only one series that we actually had a proper celebrity booker. I think it was just that, uh, well, I mean, the footballers, they all, they all, you know, they all played video games at that time. I mean, David James to disastrously addictive lengths, as we all know. Um, but um, so, yeah, it just so happened that all the pop stars were playing them, all the, um, you know, all the footballers were playing them. So it was only now and again that, you know, that we had a, a Natalie and Brugley are that that obviously you know wasn't a, a hardcore gamer, um, but but uh, it was it was surprisingly easy to get the guests. Um, and I have to say my another thing is that so hang on that chapter with Dave is actually my third favorite thing about the book. My first favorite thing is the fact that Robbie Williams did the foreword, and that to get him was just absolutely above and beyond my dreams. That was brilliant. How did that come about then? All down to me. <laughs> no, I, uh, J- Jack, uh, um, we'd spoke about, uh, the three of us, uh, me, Darren and Jack had spoke about getting someone who A, was a guest and, and B, represented 90s culture and was still a big name today. And it basically came down to two, basically Robbie Williams and Zoe Ball, right? We thought they were the two kind of, um, and uh, so uh, Jack had written to Robbie's agent and didn't really get far. So Jack said, listen, why don't you write Robbie a note and I'll pass it to his agent? So I thought, oh, I don't know if he's going to be bothered, you know, because I did, I mean, I met Robbie many times in the 90s and uh, there's stories of that in the book as well. We kept crossing paths. And so I thought, but that's a long time ago. But so I wrote him a note and then literally one Monday morning I wake up in Calgary and there's an email in my inbox from a Rob W. And not only has he written the complete foreword and it's brilliant. It is very good. But he's also saying, how have you been, Dominic? And and he's like, are you still caning it? I've stopped all that nonsense now. Uh, I'm actually about to start gardening in LA. Now, I love gardening and you'll know, Simon, because you'll have seen photos on my Facebook page over the years. I love gardening in the outdoors. So I just said, oh, what you need is horse manure, Robbie. Um, So we spent a week, Robbie Williams and I, emailing between Calgary and Los Angeles about what makes good horse manure and why it's important if you want (laughs) to start gardening, which was a lovely little thing to have happened. It really was. Wow. Darren, um, obviously, uh, Read Only Memories is famous for its production values. Can you tell us what what specific effort you're making uh, with the Games Master book? And uh, did you briefly at any point, given your Sega book, consider doing pop-ups? A pop-up? A pop-up Pat Sharp? pop-up Dominic? Yeah. <laughs> a pop-up Vic Reeves, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah this, was a, this was a fun one because I think I think the, the fun thing about doing Read Any Memory was that I could do books about video games in a way that was almost like kind of like gallery style books. And often these things are kind of treated slightly kind of like with low production values and it was a chance to do something a bit different with video games. Um, and like the kind of celebrity biography, the TV book tie-in, that's traditionally something that's sort of like quite sort of down market or it's something that's kind of pitched at quite a low price point. But so I really like the idea for this that we're going to, produce something that's really beautiful so i mean it's definitely going to be a, a, a huge chonker of a book because it's going to be like uh probably like a thousand a hundred thousand words we've got loads of kind of um uh we've got press clippings we've got uh photographs we've got uh some of the, the video graphics that were produced for the original show uh so they're going to be kind of interstitched into the book with it on kind of different paper stocks we've uh jack located the original typeface designer of the show who's created a revival typeface of that. So he's kind of like uh, gone in and retooled some of the characters. So it's going to feel like a kind of a, a gallery-like reinvention of the kind of Games Master sort of steampunk aesthetic. Got metallic inks in there. We've got kind of um, 
fluoro um, debossing on the front cover, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be extremely luxurious, basically. And I think I think other publishers, like commercial publishers, would probably go, "Oh, a book about '90s telly. Let's make it glossy and cheap." And this is going to be completely kind of almost obnoxiously the the opposite. It's going to be very kind of um, <laughs> high end because it's Games Master and it deserves it. I, 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 I have to say, I was uh, when when Jack said about getting uh, read only memory involved, uh, and I could not have been happier because it just it is a proper genuine posh re coffee table book, and I th- I, I love. And it deserves it because, you know, the show spent so much time yeah. and absolutely broke the mould with graphics and with visuals and with sets and everything. So it's apt in a way. But I also think that it's hilarious that a, that a show that was me talking about knob gags and boobs and stuff is a, now a posh coffee yes. table <laughs> art book. It's great. This, this, this whole company got out of hand because I thought, wouldn't it be funny to make a ridiculously posh art book about sensible software like about nine years ago? And this is just, it's no. <laughs> from that <laughs> uh, yeah because you two worked together on on that one back, that was written by gary wasn't it yes yeah, written by penn. gary penn and D- dominic was in the book but we, we didn't we never in contact during that gary just interviewed him about the i think it was the sensible world of soccer championships that were held at uh, yeah no set- no no we don't know well, no, simon don't i just bring that up for no reason at all about that Oh, <laughs> page 112 of the sensible. <laughs> the no, thing you I'm almost. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> uh, sorry, we will come back to that. But uh, briefly, uh, so it, uh, the 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 book's definitely funded, right? It is happening. Uh, we know that. What um what can you say about stretch goals? Ah, well, in terms of uh, we've got some other goals. I generally don't tend to do stretch goals because of that sort of obnoxious. Let's make everything as good as possible from the offset um, approach to bookmaking. Like the book is the best the book can be but we've got options where you can get a signed copy from from dominic he'll personally sign your copy and that will be shipped straight to you we're going to be releasing uh more uh poet masters which is a tier where dominic will write you it's not a, a limerick i don't know if a limerick's a poem but dominic will pen uh, a limerick just for you in your copy of the book um uh, i don't know at the time of asking if we've got any uh left of the uh best day ever master dominic do you know if we have any I think there was one There's left one last left. night. Oh my god! But yeah, and I th- I think that um, uh, <laughs> I really want to I really want to mention one thing that we spoke about now. But I know Darren will absolutely kill me because there's one there's one other thing we want to do, and Darren's like, mm, and I want to mention it. I have literally forgotten what that is. But the, you you do know what that is. We can always cut it. And there's the awkward cut I was talking about, which given some of the words we've had to cut out of this interview, is a risky phrase to use. Now, the next song we're going to hear is the title tune for a 1991 game called Gods, uh, again by the Bitmap Brothers. Uh, The song is a remixed version of the incredible main theme, originally composed by the sadly missed Richard Joseph. Uh, We've taken this track from YouTube. Uh, Again, we'll put a link in the show notes if you're interested in hearing some more. Then it'll be straight back to the interview.
There is some talk about Games Master coming back. Uh, how did you both feel about that? Yeah, that came out when we were prepping the Kickstarter page. It was really odd. It came and it came and went. It seemed like a very odd sort of testing the waters thing about you know the Games Master brand and what it meant to the generation now. And then we came out several weeks later and showed them how to do it properly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's a mystery to me, Simon. They they you know over the you know last twenty years or whatever. Uh, you know, it happens every few years, doesn't it? There's a thing in the newspaper or they're trying to bring back Games Master and no one ever calls me about it and it never happens. So make of that what you will. Um, it's not, you know, I, like I say, I don't own the rights. It's not my show. Uh, no one's been in touch. If they want to bring it back without me, fair enough. You know, they tried that before for a series and, and look what happened. <laughs> so uh, that's that's really all I can say. I'm very grateful that Future Publishing gave us the rights to do the book. So I don't really want to get into, you know, any kind of, you know, dick waving contest, apart from to say that if they bring it back and I'm not involved, it will be awful. <laughs> Guaranteed. I think it speaks also to what the book is is kind of about as well, which is like reflecting upon the 90s and the height of like... That comedians were rock stars in the 90s and like Dominic was kind of leading the charge with that kind of programming also with his stuff for Paramount and the kind of personal shows he was doing like I think it it's difficult to imagine how Games Master would work now because TV is less important as well like Games Master is a great example of how kind of TV like high production TV event TV can be done so it's difficult to imagine how they could reinvent it it seems kind of yeah it is it was Everything was built around Dominic's performance in a way. And also, it's not something you can do on the cheap. You, no. you can't, you know, you, you can't just, you know, chuck it out on social networking or chuck it out on E4. The whole point of Games Master was the, the sets. It yeah, was, the you know, we, we decided early on that um, every series was going to be a new level, like you have new levels in video games. And so much money went into the sets and the opening titles that I got to say, there's just, there's part of me that just, Dies when I think about them trying to bring it back and uh, on the cheap. I just think, green oh, screen, yeah. Oh, I, I hope they don't destroy the legacy because that was it. Jack's first idea when when Jack um, Templeton, stalker, superfan turned friend of mine over the years, eventually, uh, <laughs> and um, when because it was about a year ago that he got in touch with me and said, look, you know, it's the 30th anniversary coming up. You know, do you want to do something? And originally he was saying, well, you know, maybe we do a Games Master thing on, on Twitch or YouTube. And the problem with that was, A, I don't have the rights to do that. But also I, I was like, no, I think that would just be cheap and, uh, and nasty. And then hilariously, we realised that the, the 30th anniversary was a year away from what we thought it was. <laughs> we, thought, we thought it was January this year. And actually, and I'd emailed Jane Hewland about it, the boss, and Jane was you know we'd spent tons of time thinking about it what do you think jane and jane's like well yeah you know these are okay ideas but you do know that it's actually 2022 <laughs> not 2021 You're very and eager. I was like, oh okay <laughs> what is time anyway that's the thing <laughs> well that's, uh, exactly. recent events have taught us yeah well it, it i mean it's it was so lovely to watch the i mean because you were teasing it dominic anyway that there was some sort of announcement coming it was so nice to see it and the reaction to it as well i don't you know it yeah. was universally positive you know yeah. i mean yes i've got a very selective bubble and all the rest of it but um everybody that i knew that was around at the time was all backed it i did wonder if it was an elaborate scam to extract money from x games journalists and also find out their home addresses i'm not sure what <laughs> my i'm not sure what model. you're going to be up well exactly <laughs> But but there was there was universal praise yeah. about 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 being interested in it, and so yeah, I think that 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 really does speak about that time, and 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 it's such a shame that I don't remember much about it. I mean, I was only there for <laughs> I was only there for a day. I remember it being very hot, and I remember being rubbish. I was a <laughs> well because I was a computer games journalist, right? And we were I was commentating on the three D O, oh, and yeah. and. Unlike you, Dominic, who didn't watch it, at the time I wanted to impress my then girlfriend. So I used to rush back from working on the one to go and yeah. to go and to go and watch me on TV. And there was one episode that I was co-commentating on where I was watching it with my then girlfriend. I appear without introduction. I'm not sure whether I was or not. <laughs> she said, "Who's that?" <laughs> he hasn't been officially introduced. No, um, <laughs> but she could see me. But when I spoke, it wasn't my voice, and I was oh. overdubbed. I was overdubbed, and so I was watching myself, oh. and I thought, 
that doesn't sound like me. And it's one of the episodes, Dominic, if you, if you rewatch it, I don't say yeah. anything. All you do is you say, if you ask me quick questions, I go, yes, Dominic. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I asked, you, you, yeah, yeah. Well, think, and I so think... I asked, um, I asked maybe you or Johnny afterwards. I was like, tell me then, was I rubbish? And you went, no, it was, it was sound issues. But now the way you described that series, maybe it wasn't me being awful. It, no, series four was an absolute mess. It really was. Um, there was just a, a brand new team who, again, hadn't really produced, directed, stuff like that. Um, Drogo Mitchie, the set designer, was like the only professional. Nick Sadler, the lighting designer, they were the only professional, so it looked amazing. But everyone else was just kind of, of learning on their feet. And I have to say that uh, at that time, uh, I was so immersed in 90s life outside of the show that I perhaps wasn't there enough for these these lads as a guiding hand on the tiller as I was in subsequent series. I was just like, yeah, I'm back. These guys are going to take care of it right. I'm going to hang out with, you know, footballers and no Gallagher uh, and whatnot. So, yeah, so it's a bit of a mess. Second half is better, but it's a, it's a bit of a mess. And you're right, there are so many dodgy edits and, I, and I, I'm almost certain that you would have been dubbed. Um, yes. Definitely. But that's, you know, that's the closest you'll get to work again in a porn movie, I suppose. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. What was your girlfriend's name? I remember your girlfriend then. She was lovely. What was her Jenny? name? Jenny. Jenny. Oh, no, I'm thinking about an Argo. She wasn't that nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I was thinking of someone else. Jenny. No, it wasn't a Jenny. Anyway, never mind. It's quite irrelevant, really. <laughs> So, uh, what happens next for you then? Once the book's fully funded, is is that it for all the all the all the games master reminiscing? Because I, I, you know, I think if, if if this has proved anything, it's it's how much we would love to see something back. Well, you you could talk to Channel Four and Future Publishing, eh? I mean, that's uh, that's that's out of my hands. I've got no control, you know, over it at all. I have been, I mean, blown away and just just so touched. You know, I mean, obviously, I still get people messaging me about the show regularly and 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 my you know, kind of second career that I fluked into in radio in Canada has been marked by um, whichever city I've been doing a breakfast show in that literally on day one, someone will phone up during the show and go, Games Master! Um, and then I have to explain to all the Canadians uh, what it is. But it really is, what's been lovely about it, um, and one of the rare times I will get serious, is... Obviously, with all the, 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 the horrible stuff that's happened with COVID this last year, so many people have said, oh, it's so nice that there's been something positive, something to get excited about, something to get happy about. And then that has led into so many people saying, it's like when I was a kid and growing up was really crap and I was getting bullied at school or my mum and dad were fine. There's a Guardian journalist, not the one I say who's done the piece for us in case people think, but there's someone who has written for the Guardian who actually got in touch with me with this incredible thing about how utterly miserable his life was and how he was poor and they couldn't afford a machine and he had to go to his friend's house and he got bullied. And But throughout all was this show, this this show that spoke to him. And and so it's been really nice to, 30 years on, do, produce something that seems to have given people the same lovely little pocket of happiness in, in what was less than happy times for some people, which is great. And what next for you, Darren? What next for me? Well, I mean, the one thing I should say about this book that is unusual to a lot of our previous campaigns is that the book has already been written. We've got a lot of editing to do. It's a huge huge text as I said it's like 100,000 words but Dominic and Jack wrote it intensively together with all of the kind of interview material over the winter so it's it's great that we're going to be able to head into this and deliver it really quickly we're aiming to deliver the book for November normally at this point we do sample layouts test out how the editorial structure would work and then try and fund the concept this time we have it so when people are going to be backing the campaign we're already ready to share excerpts of the book and, and show how it's going to come together. So um, I'm going to be slavering over a hot Word document for the next couple of months, I think, with Jack. Great. Well, listen, uh, it's been brilliant uh, to talk to you. It's fantastic to see you again, Dominic. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm so happy uh, to see the success of the book and I cannot wait to receive my signed copy. Uh, and then I'll, I'll be, I'll be when, watch- when we go when we go down to Torquay. Well, exactly. I'll be watching with interest through my yep. own eyes as we yep. go and get as tattoos. we get our tattoos of of your old girlfriend Jenny or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was going to cut that bit out, Dominic, but you just made it very difficult. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> it's very clear we're going to cut that bit. As so well. We, okay, hang on, hang on. Edit. As we get our tattoos of Sam, Sam Fox. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just a big list of girls we didn't go out with. Yeah. <laughs> I like Up that Right. Uh, thank you both for your time. Uh, yeah. Best of luck. Oh, so, sorry. We, we, we can still back it, can't we? Uh, yes. On Kickstarter. Yes, you yes, can. Yes, please. And there will be more reward tiers happening. I'm going to say that and I'm not going to let Darren cut it out um, because uh, I feel bad that so many of the great reward tiers, so much of them went on day one. Yeah. And and I know that people are always keen to forge their, you know, to get a special part of the show. So so keep watching. Who knows? Who knows what different reward tiers will end up coming out? There's a long way to go. We're way ahead, and we're so grateful for the funding already. And we'd like to just give some more little gifts out there for people. Yeah, I definitely. think three weeks left, and lots of surprises to come. Excellent stuff. Thank you so much once again. Now, uh, before we go, I thought it'd be a little treat to revisit that appearance on Games Master that we discuss. Uh, It starts off as me on camera, but when the show cuts to the uh, challenge itself, see if you can tell that it's not me anymore. Thanks very much for listening. Goodbye. And the news here is that Simon Byron's riding shotgun with me for this one. What can you recommend our players to do on this? 15 seconds in, there should be a, a power-up appearing, which, uh, if you can collect some um, boosted firepower, so it's worth going for. OK, best of luck to both our challengers. James is playing first. James, you have one minute to score as many points as you possibly can. Your time starts now. So off goes James at the bottom left-hand corner of the screen. You can see his energy level. That's not going to offer much in this time challenge, though. More importantly, at the top of the screen, you can see his score. He's got 21,930 points so far. Not a bad start, Simon. Very good, Simon. Very good. And he's getting some worries up to 58,000 now. This power up's going to appear. There it is, there's a power up. There's the power up. If he can get us now, what's that, Simon? That's going to boost his firepower, don't Okay, he's got increased firepower now, and he's making the most of it. He's up to 187,650 points. There's over 210,000 now. He's really going great guns. This is a great performance, Simon. Yeah, he can't afford to miss anything, don't he? Okay, he has just got 241,000, and he's got about seven seconds left, though. He's just going to get those last few uh, spaceships. Three, two, one. Stop the challenge!